We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. Twelve oh two. Welcome to the lunchtime hour of Gresham Fourier here on Weei. Let's talk some football with our friend Tom E. Curran, he of NBC Sports Boston. He's about to join us on the Harbor One Hotline, and our friend Tom E. Brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Kern's on the Harbor One Hotline. Good afternoon, Tommy. How are you? Outstanding. How are my friends? We're uh, hanging in there, brother, and uh, now the off-season building begins. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you for just, you know, an overall or maybe a takeaway thought about Super Bowl 57 and what we saw kind of across the board out of the league this past season. Is there anything in retrospect now that the season is over and the Super Bowl is over that stands out to you? Sure, I'll give you some miscellaneous thoughts. I just finished the podcast, so I got a few on the top of my uh, head. All right, enjoy, let's go. I enjoy Burkhart and Olsen. They let the game breathe. They don't have to talk all the time. Love that. Adore it. Give me a little bit more Summerall in my life. I think that the NFL should look at pushing from behind to aid a runner. I don't feel that it is necessarily a the same mano-a-mano power that you're looking for and physicality. I think that it doesn't have to be a penalty, but maybe you ban the pushing and propelling forward a guy whose forward momentum is stopped. I don't think the Patriots are that far away on the offensive line from being a capable team, but it is the offensive line you have to start with. Stop talking about the damn receivers and skill position players that they have to get first because, as we saw in the Super Bowl, it's all the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes has a long way to go to catch Tom Brady, but he's really, really good. Andy Reid is probably on the same level as Tony Dungy and Mike Shanahan and you name it, but he's no Chuck Knoll. He's no Bill Walsh. He's no Bill Belichick. So there's a variety of thoughts I have for you. Oh, one more. Troy Vincent presiding over a slippery field, the same way he actually had a field melt on him at a Hall of Fame game in the recent past. Can you have a worse individual in charge of all the operations for the league than Troy Vincent over the last decade? No. Oh, my God. Wow. That, that guy. Well, you know, when you try to screw the players on behalf of the league, you get a job. I'm done. 
Uh, yeah, okay, wow, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm going to start with the thing that uh, I feel like you actually took our, our show from earlier today and kind of no, regurgitated all of it, that we went over all this stuff. And the thing that, okay, so the the, the scrum, I'm going to start with that because that I was thinking about you that this morning. You guys talked about that earlier? Well, yeah, I, I want well, all of it. So let's do that one first because I feel like <laughs> that one, the scrum, so what you're talking about is the old school rugby scrum that the Philadelphia Eagles used. What, they were five for five with right whether it was third and one fourth and two or first and goal at the two it worked every single time and the one thing i i've heard other gms talk about this play saying it's not a football play they got to take it out you know and guys are going to get hurt i was like well it is a football play but the one thing that i could actually see them taking out is what you mentioned they're not going to allow anyone to be behind the quarterback and pushing that quarterback through the offensive line over the defensive line that's the one thing that i think they will will change but i don't think they can really get away with actually the the actual you know play itself because it's just a it's a quarterback sneak but they just altered it to make it more profitable for them yeah great job and which allows you to change the game to okay we're going four downs every time because if we can get into fourth and two or less it's a layup so there god bless them take advantage of the rules and exploit him the way that you can, but it's it's too easy if you make a concerted effort to you. He's body surfing. He's not running. He's body surfing. And because of the snap, the offensive line gets a running, albeit very small, running start. So they start before you start. They get the first hit, and then you use that individual to body surf. Of course he's going to get a first down, especially if he has a good, you know, power in his lower legs so yeah I, I don't think that it's a crisis i don't think it discredits anything that the eagles did but I, I would hate to see that become vogue where every fourth and two is a layup because you just send in someone to, to quarterbacks i will say this too isn't that the more they do it just such a layup to have somebody leak out Oh, I was waiting no, for that. Yeah. I was waiting for that. That's next year. Matt Patricia yeah. had that play in the playbook. He just didn't have yeah. a chance to uh, use it this year. Our friend Tom Kern is with us. Tommy, Fourier and I, you mentioned the O-line. Uh, Fourier and I had a big discussion about the future of Trent Brown. Basically, the Patriots are on the hook for him if you include, I think it's like a roster bonus. You're looking about $5.5 million in real cash this year that you would be paying this guy. Uh, I admit during the season, Tom, I was like, yo, this guy's got to go. Now I wonder if they can punt on him just yet, and in, and the money is a part of it because he is affordable. Where do you land on the future of Trent Brown? The great thing is we will find very quickly where they feel about it because there's a $3 million guaranteed roster bonus. or guarantee, His salary, $3 million of his salary is guaranteed as go. of when? March 16th. March 16th, yep. right at the beginning of free agency. So it's as if the Patriots wrote that in to the contract saying, eh, we're not sure where we're going to want to go with you in 2023, so we'll be making a decision right there at the start of free agency, and you can hit the market or we can move on depending upon what we, what we decide to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you can work with them, especially if you get a better offensive coordinator in and give the team an opportunity to have some cohesion on offense and play calling that a lot. They did so many stupid things on offense this year with the way they redistributed. You had, 
I don't care what Matt Patricia did in 2005. He was a first-year offensive line coach. He was a first-year play caller. He was a first-year de facto offensive coordinator. They changed not just the offense, but the language of the offense. Then they changed the running game. It's an absolute wasted year, soup to nuts, (laughs) by the New England Patriots in evaluating anything on offense. So you almost have to start over again. Yeah, and then the other aspect that you made when you just rip through all these points is they're better off that offensively. I'll just stick with them because that's the eyesore. That's the issue. They're mm-hmm. better they're better off in my opinion with their personnel than people are are giving them credit for. I think 100%. that they're better they're they're farther along. It's not like what are the wholesale changes? I mean, I don't think there's a ton of wholesale changes, Tom, but I also feel like there's a bunch of who can improve based on all the changes. Right, and if those guys all improve, yep. and you add maybe one or two guys, like we're talking about some real damage here. There is no place on offense that I'm looking at and saying they have absolutely no answer right now. It's empty, even on right tackle. You know, Connor McDermott played six games, started six games. They plucked him off the Jets practice squad. Was he an absolute disaster? Nope, he was okay. Yes, uh-huh. go ahead and get tackles. Priority. He was okay. Make it a priority, but you're not without him and Kajust who can play. Right guard, fine. Center, fine. Left guard will be fine when Cole Strange has a few more protein shakes. Trent Brown is a capable answer. Wide receiver, Parker, Bourne. If you bring back Myers and you have Tyquan Thornton, you have answers. Running game, we all know it's good. So quarterback should be fine. At least we know all of these guys can play at a good level to me with the exception of Connor McDermott and Yodney Kajust. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, Tom, we were talking earlier that there isn't a gaping hole on the roster. There might be people who out there be like, well, yeah, I don't believe in Mac Jones, so therefore that's a gaping hole. It isn't a gaping. You still have people there. To your point is that the cupboard isn't completely empty. It's how do you get everybody up to speed? How do you play offense better? How do you find a way to be able to score some points? And, Tommy, the question I have for you, because you mentioned, hey, man, free agency is right around the corner. they got to start making some decisions. There's a real operating with a sense of urgency this offseason. They got Bill O'Brien. They went and got Adrian Clem. Does that sense of urgency continue into the offseason in terms of maybe investing more of whether it is your money or even with trade some of your draft capital towards veteran guys that can make you better right away? Or do you mm. stick to the plan and you still have your normal free agency and then go through your normal draft process? I'd stick to my plan and stick to my draft process, but I'd also interrogate pretty strongly guys who last year seemed to get sideways with the way things were being done. Look, is Kendrick Bourne in or is he out? Does he want to be part of things or does he not? Because they can move on. If he doesn't want to move on, great, because he can be an asset. You go from 55 and 800, which is what he had in 2021, to this year having times when he couldn't get on the field. Whose fault that was, don't know, but he was pissed off most of the year. Does he want to play or does he not? I think culture, reestablishing culture, on-field discipline and work ethic by the players, not the coaches. The coaches, as bad as things went, I think they had great work ethic. Um, I think reestablishing trust and making sure that your culture and your mood going into 2023 is good is as important as the personnel. So so now what, though? So for you, do you kind of take a – 
like two weeks off because is this this feels like the quietest time of the year football wise uh, as opposed to like right before camp starts when everybody kind of takes a break also is this is this the doldrums for Tommy Kern in the NFL yeah well the the vacation time becomes you know mini camp ending in that May June into July that's that's quiet but but now it's like a little recalibration I'm doing offensive line evaluation stuff where I'm just, you know, going through the whole roster and saying who who can play, who can't, what should they do, who's out there for free agency and, and trying to write articles revolving around that. Um but yeah, I think it goes into a little bit of a quiet period. I thought our, you know, off the record conversation with with Kraft last week was outstanding to have. Um and it's difficult, you know, he asked for that. He wanted to have Wait, 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 wait. Wait, he asked you guys for an off the record conversation? Yeah, we had breakfast with him on Friday. Okay. And yeah, what you talk uh, about? Everything related to the team. <laughs> everything related to the team and its direction. We spoke well, so wait, on what, now was that? I'm sorry, you didn't know here. about this? No, I, I did not know it? about this. Was this something that we well, said off the record? So well, okay. let me tell you, so I well, can. You don't I know, even have to ask me. Real quickly, we though, had an off that. the record breakfast that he invited us to on Friday. It was myself, Phil, Nicole Yang, and Jim McBride, the people who spent. Um, the writers who actually went out there and were there for the week were asked to come and, and have a nice, relaxed, informal conversation with Robert to get his feelings on things. But he didn't want to be quoted left, right, and center. We did have quotes about Billy O'Brien and the addition of him and his. Uh, and he also did a couple turns on uh, the television as well. So, why do you think he would? Do you feel like he owes it to you guys to kind of almost like apologize for the debacle that was the year and? kind of make sure you're still on his side what was what would no how would he benefit from that stuff doesn't matter i mean the side stuff doesn't matter it really doesn't i think people get really hepped up on whose agenda different media members are carrying out but i think if you really look at it we're just trying to tell you what the product looks like and why um so to me it was more reiterating for us the stern tone of that season ticket letter that he sent out at the end of the season, how disappointed they were, how, how unsatisfying it was and how committed they are to making sure it goes better. And I think he wanted to reiterate that to anybody who was at the table. And this isn't being compromising anything that was offered on the record. It's characterizing the conversation, Stacy, if you're listening. Um, so to me, that was an effort to amplify how he felt about last year and a commitment to do well uh, in 2023 and to make sure that media people who cover the team understand how much he wants that point to get across. Hmm. My biggest and, question and is, he, go ahead. Go he ahead. was involved, too. I think that was the other aspect of it, too. Don't think he's uninvolved. He was involved. He was involved with, and he cited on, you know, online that, that he was in excuse me not online but in the other interviews that he was involved in the decision um on the offensive coaching so he was he wants people to know he's involved what do you have for breakfast mr Kraft? kept trying to pawn off some avocado toast mm. and he was really working hard to as i said i do not like avocado nah. he also did not know what a pontoon boat was stop it really well, listen, yeah. when you've only been on yachts your whole life, I can understand why. As a kid, you don't know you what a pontoon know what boat is. A pontoon, I wouldn't have known. 
were you your, your I mean, normal sarcastic uh, snarky self, or did you downplay your personality? What was what was Tommy Kern like in that uh, meeting? How, how would he how would he have any idea what, that I about the pontoon boat if I hadn't brought it up? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to the uh, bottom of that, uh, Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it. I know you're with uh, Jones and Mego on Thursday, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. Thank you, friend. All right, great stuff. See you guys. Very good. Since- I think I talked to him. I really had a lot more questions. Oh, uh, I feel like really? we should just hang on and we should come back. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot to unpack about this special meal those, that they had. Those checks are only for one segment. There's only <laughs> there's one. There's, one. there's a 12 o- minute, overtime? The 12 to 15 minute time uh, limit on that. It's kind of like the opening match of a pay-per-view in wrestling. You get 12 to 15, set the tone. See you later. I'll tell you what it does show, though. Sense of urgency. All the way around. From Bill hiring coaches to Robert Kraft and whether you want to go edict or not, there's a sense of urgency, which is why I wondered about the whole, you know, will it be reflected in the way they Did go you know after that? it this offseason? Did you know that that was I happening? I was generally aware. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, you how got, did you know about it? And I didn't know about you, it. Well, you got seven kids. You're too busy spending 20 minutes on the commode in the gotta, morning, you I know? Gotta, and I got to write my Valentine's Day card. Right. Oh, yeah. How's that coming along? I'm You're supposed yet. to show Twitch. I'm going to start. Oh, this will be great. Now, here's my paper right here. See? Watch. So you just kind of fold it just like this. Just By like the way, in today's uh, conversation with Tommy Kern brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Why would you want to scream at our our lovely Twitch followers? What, what have they done to you that made you so angry that you feel like you have to vent out and attack them? What would you? What, what have they done to you? The NBA, yeah, has a designation tonight. 
when it comes to Jason Tatum. And they've had this all year long where the NBA says Jason Tatum, doubtful, non-COVID illness. Okay? So it's no different than how other leagues report injuries. Like in the NHL, you could know that a guy has a broken leg. They would still put on their lower body injury. Now, a lot of people are apparently having a hard time understanding why when Billy Lanny expertly, in his (laughs) own way, does trending, that he mentions Jason Tatum is doubtful because of a non-COVID illness. And in the NBA, there is still, which is why they have the designation for the non-COVID illness, is because if it was a COVID illness, then they would go into a different layer of protocol. So if you have the flu or the trots or a cold or whatever, the NBA and their players, the NBA and the NBA PA agreed on this. So this is not Gresham Fourier or WEEI or Billy Lanny going rogue and mentioning in there that it is a non-COVID illness. And then it's, well, how come you guys mention it? Well, that's how the league reports it. And if Jason Tatum were sick with the flu, maybe they wouldn't have allowed him on the plane to be able to even go to Milwaukee to begin with. But if it were a COVID illness, regardless of what you all may think out there, the NBA and the NBA PA came up with the way they're going to handle this. So this isn't us. Are you pushing your views on me? No, no. This is how the NBA reports these things. And if it were found that if it were a COVID illness, then it would go into the next layer of whatever. Now, listen, you and your job, you can walk in Billy Big Balls. Just drop those things right on the table and be Billy Big Balls outside the chat and tell your boss that you're not going to do things a certain way or whatever, right? But again... The National Basketball Association, a league run by 30 owners and the players who are unionized, represented, and had say in all of this, this is the way they do it. So on one of the best sports stations in America, that's why it's said the way it is. Do we get it? So if you have a beef, ladies and gentlemen, here's what you do. You go to your little computer. Okay. And you type in National Basketball Players Association. <laughs> and you find your local rep, right? Or you go for Michelle Roberts, I think, might be the person that runs it, right? Send your emails to them. Because it was unionized labor agreeing with their union on how they're going to handle it. And if you would like to go push the views on them, because I'm not giving you mine right now. I haven't given you one thought that I have on COVID or whatnot. I'm only telling you the facts that the players in the league have agreed on this, and that's the way they report it, and that's why we report it that way. So you can complain to Ken Laird. You can complain to Michelle Roberts. 
Hell, buy a ticket and go to Jason Tatum and say, you suck (laughs) for agreeing to that because my beliefs are different than you. And now I'm not going to watch your basketball. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Like, seriously, this is what goes on in this chat some of the times. Why are they reporting it that way? Go complain to the Players Association. They're the one who agreed to it. All we are is the conduit of information. Jesus, God almighty. Is it that hard to understand that that's the way the NBA... So you know what? I know the guy's got a broken leg. How dare the NHL say it's a lower body injury? While technically, right, what do you think I am, stupid? Good Lord. Like, everybody relax. <laughs> I did not think it was that big of a deal. I mean, dude, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I've been, but I have been hearing a lot Even more Billy- of it. And and I will say they they do they do need to it is kind of lame. I mean, it's enough's enough. I don't think they have to include it. I've been hearing a lot about this. Like every time somebody is so if, every time somebody is has a non like, you know, physical COVID-19. injury. Yeah, and when anytime somebody doesn't have like a physical injury or knee or an ankle or whatever, a face, and they just could be sick, they want to make sure everybody knows that it's non-COVID. There's nothing to worry right. about, nothing to see here. It's non-COVID. We're all going to survive. We're all going to be okay. It is that to me. Big picture here is more about the league and how and how my issues with the, the way they run the NBA and you know what they're willing to you know, succumb to. Like You were in a union. You were in a union where the players were represented. And in a situation like this, would you not have the ability to raise your hand if you really completely objected? If you were one of the 53 in the room, wouldn't you be able to stand up and look at either the – because, again, you're in the bastion of sanctity. Wait, you think that the NBA – Went to the players, and this was this was such a big important topic. They they needed the players the, and the players association to say yeah. we're okay with that. No, the players, on injury related the, issues. No, the players association would sign off on the way that the protocol would be handled and the oh, designation the COVID, of it. the COVID protocol. Yes, but I feel that's like this what is, I thought you were like going this, down the road. No, of, but I feel like this is like, different. They had that. So basically, if if people have a beef with the way it's being reported, at the end of the day, go tell your local player. Go find, but I know you. I feel like this is find different. Go them and complain to them that, that that. No, but again, it's agreed upon by both sides. No, no, no. I, I, that, I hear what you're right, saying. So my I, point I is lost that the road I, you were going. No, down, my right, point my is that I think that it is. This is the NBA acting alone. This isn't you how think we're going to. NBA wait, told well, the league they're going to do it this. No, mean I, I, there's the okay. If you get COVID, here's the protocol. We're going to agree right, to this. Right, right, right. You Everybody can't fly that. You can't do that. Okay, that's one thing. How they designate it and how they report it, I think is the NBA doing that on their own. I don't think the league or the players have anything to say with how they create or how they define and decide to acknowledge an injury and present that like an injury report. I feel like they, hey, I feel like the league said, hey, this is, we're doing this, hey, non-COVID injury. This isn't, I don't think this is a collectively bargained agreement between well, players and staff. Well, I do because... The reason I say that is there's still the protocol in place that if someone does come up COVID positive, that here's what would happen to that player in this instance. So they're like, really, the reason that it is reported, if we're just going to be honest about it, 
The, the reason it's reported this way as well is, A, to let people know that a player is not automatically going to be out for a certain period of time and that the guy might be coming back. So it's the whole, okay, we're going to report that it's a non-COVID illness, but you don't come out and say he's got the trots or he's got a bellyache or he's running a fever and he just has the flu or whatever it is. A lot of this is also tied into gambling. Because That's if you, what I was going to add. Well, because the gambler's got to know. Well, because if you hear that Jason Tatum is doubtful and you say illness and you don't clarify that he maybe possibly could be out in some sort of protocol that has been agreed upon – then you're not operating with all the information that you need to make successful bets and all that stuff. My whole point to the to the people complaining about this is, is that this is the way the league does it. The players are on board. You know, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a player who'll stand up and be like, by the way, they report this and throw the COVID thing in there. <coughs> I want you to know that I am complete. You know what I mean? Like the players aren't as wrapped up into it. This is still a thing that people just, okay, what is it really? So so apparently people's days are ruined. Ruined, I tell you. Because the NBA or the Celtics put in an injury report that Jason Tatum was out with a non-COVID illness. I guess there's a bunch of people out there yes, that are now going to burn their Celtics stuff. They want to, That yes. they'll hate the well, NBA no. because they mention this. Again, stupid. It's just stupid all the way around. Who cares? It's an injury designation. We know he doesn't have COVID, and there's the chance that the guy's going to be back soon. Done. What's the problem? Because if it was COVID, it'd be automatic. He's out for X amount of time. Yeah. And then you know you're going to miss certain games and da-da-da. And it, it ties into gambling and everything. But good Lord. Like, it, even Billy came in. I was laughing more at him mispronouncing Pat Connaughton's name. And he was like, were you chuckling because yeah. of the people in the in the chat or whatever? And I was just like, it's just the way they report it. Like, we're turning it into something that it really, people are just, you know, I'm sure there might be some people, I am not watching that Celtics game tonight. Well, why is that, honey? Because they reported that someone had a non-COVID illness. Are you that dense? I don't. I. I. I don't. Personally, like, I don't Lord. think it's. If I don't think it's that big of no. a deal. I don't think it's that. I feel like if you're really uptight about that, there's some residual issues from when this whole thing started all over again, which I want nothing right. to do with. So the I don't care. Just it just seems. To, it does seem silly to me, but whatever. Right. It ain't Fine. the end of the world. Be silly. Right. And if the player again, when I see someone not named Kyrie Irving, because we know he's capable of saying anything. Yeah. But with you know, if we see. Uh, players start to jump up and say, I'm very offended by this illness designation. All I had was the poops for a day. It's like, okay, <laughs> good grief. Anyway, some version of the Celtics tonight are going to be in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks. Uh, the injury issues are, you, you talk about just piled up. No Marcus Smart, which we've already known. He's been out for a while. No Jalen Brown. Uh, Jason Tatum, doubtful. Grant Williams is questionable with elbow swelling. Rob Williams is questionable with an ankle issue. Malcolm Brogdon probable Ooh. with an Achilles problem. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Achilles for those who don't speak. Achilles. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. For uh, those who don't speak, uh, what was a Wheel of Fortune. 
Bucks are nine point favorites tonight. Over under is two twenty six. I know that the Bucks are dealing with some injuries as well. No Bobby Portis, uh, no Jay Crowder. I know that uh, Chris Middleton has kind of been day to day, but this is a big letdown tonight. Like you want to think, okay. Give me a little snippet. Give me a little yeah. bit. Like, what might I be looking at here in an Eastern Conference Finals? And instead, we're going to get the facsimile version of this. We're get, Honestly, this is more like a preseason game than it is a regular season game in terms of the roster you're going to be rolling out there tonight. Well, yeah, and it just makes me think of just um, when the season started, it felt like the, the the Celtics were really just kind of running away with this division, and it was pretty much a, a foregone conclusion that they would be the number one team in the East after further evaluation and that the, the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. are getting healthy. They go, and you sit there and go, wow, they won 10 in a row. I didn't think they had a chance of catching the Celtics, but right now they're a game and a half back. Yep. So before... So, but they, there is a chance that before the All Star break, the Bucks could possibly be the number one seed in the East. So that, to me, is a concern that initially I did not have. But you know, here come the Milwaukee Bucks. Like these two teams are, are the are the two best ones. I would say as far as the biggest threat to uh, the Celtics would be the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think it's the Sixers. I think they they have a massive amount of issues. And they can win some games, of course, but I still feel like it's the Bucks. So, to me, you thought you were going to get some sort of, you know, uh, I don't know what, preview of what the Eastern Conference Finals were going to be like, mm-hmm. but ultimately you're not going to get that. Nope. And tonight in Dallas, the Bruins will take on uh, the Dallas Stars. Bees are minus 120 on the money line. That's been moving a little bit. 120, 125 right in there. Uh, you want to get the uh, Bruins on the goal line, you can lay the goal and a half and get them at plus 215. Over under is five and a half. And this is the siblings trip. It's a trip to Dallas. And then I do believe it's heading to Nashville. And then it's back on the way home. I I know the uh, the other Marchand brother was there ripping uh, Brad Marchand as well. We saw it was AJ Greer's brother getting on there. Looks like he walked right off the construction site. It, it completely tickled me and made me happy on that. Uh, but look, the bottom line is Bruins need to have a good week here, and it starts tonight in Dallas, whether the siblings are with them or not. We uh, uh, Bruce, uh, I must say Bruce Cassidy. Good lord, Jim Montgomery mentioned after the Saturday game. We've got to match the desperation other teams are playing against us with. Yeah. And he nailed that's good. it. That's yep. an excellent point because that was that was an obvious issue. Every time a team plays you, you're the standard. They're, and it started with Seattle. Started with Seattle. I don't know when they played. It was like November maybe. They were on a bit of a heater. They were start, And then they came out here. They played you, and they beat you. Mm-hmm. And that was that has been the case since then. Like every team, whether they're a good team or a crappy team, they play their best against you. The, the teams that are going to be in it at the end are trying to figure out if they can hold up to your standards because mm-hmm. you're you're the best, right? And even with the with the four of the five losses, they still have an unbelievable record. So I don't think this is a, a trend. I think this is more of a speed bump, and I think they'll work themselves out of it. Uh, I'm completely with you. It's really just a matter of how quickly will they be able to sort of find it again. No Jake DeBrus tonight. Likely Jake DeBrusque on Thursday. That will reset all of the lines. 
and then hopefully the Bruins can kind of get up and running again with the trade deadline some two weeks away here, or two weeks and maybe a a day or two in terms of uh, the NHL trade deadline. The lighter side of sports brought to us by our friends at Awaken 180 is next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Time now for The Lighter Side of Sports. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss on Gresham Fourier. I really feel like in New England you can only play this song during the Super Bowl. Like during Super Bowl season, let's call okay. it. Right? Which is over, by the way. Super well, Bowl season is technically over. We're two days past. Yeah, it's over. It's done. You the season's think, over. You moving along. You don't think there's some writers that are getting on planes today because their companies didn't want to pay the freight for them to fly back on Monday? Well, that's true. That's true. So it's still there. I, you, know what I, I, you know what I am amazed by is, um, you know, we think, uh, I used to think as a player, so the coaches, they would have a break right after the Super Bowl. Okay, they, it's just, let's just hang out. Mm-hmm. I was amazed at how much business is being done during the Super Bowl and immediately after the Super Bowl. Coaches' contracts, free agency. It it really is amazing. <laughs> Arizona they, thinks it's even, still January. Well, even even after – I remember after we were getting – like today if this, like, would be the parade. You'd have the parade today. And I remember talking to so many coaches and, like before they got on the bus – about the parade. I mean, about their contracts and whether they're going to be here or not. And, and they, they were already talking about what they're going to do next year. It was amazing. Well, people don't how understand. quickly they just transition. But people don't understand a lot of the assistants are really on like one year deals. Like if you're a coordinator, you can normally get a couple of years. But on the whole, a lot of these dudes are like year to year coaching in well, the league. Yeah. And they just, you just won the Super Bowl. You want to enjoy it. But no, you're, you're, you're battling, you know, your contract and years and terms and you're, you're feeling disrespected. But you just won a Super Bowl. We're getting ready to celebrate and get drunk. Nope. And all these guys are uptight or upset. <laughs> My contract's up at the end of February and oh. that's what they're worried about. Yeah, that's too crazy. Well, Rob Gronkowski is never going to have to worry about uh, making the dough because he's made, eh, Probably what sixty five million on field, and probably half that on the low end off the field. Gronk's got plenty of dough, and he's also not a guy riding around with spinning rims and helicopters and stuff like that. And uh, there's a guy who is the host of a uh, business podcast, Trading Secrets podcast. His name is Jason Tartik. He is an entrepreneur. He talked to Gronk, and you found something out of this that is. Our lighter side of sports for today. Here are we going to tee it up? Yeah, please. Oh, no. So he's just, he's basically telling a story. I wasn't sure. I thought you were going to point. No. He, he was telling a story about how he got into trouble when he was in seventh grade. So imagine a seventh grade uh, Gronk, who's probably 6'2", probably 185 pounds, mm-hmm. walking around, and all these girls were pantsing him, right? There was like, you know, eight, ten girls. They were like just all, all to no good pantsing him. So, of course, he does it back to them, and he gets caught. Here's the story. And I say right to the principal, you know, I ain't your son. I'm making it all the way. The principal, right in front of me, tells my dad, you know, my son was an all-American athlete. And when he got to college, it started becoming very difficult for him. It's going to get harder as you get to high school and to the college worlds. Athletics is only going to bring you so far. And I'm in seventh grade, and I say right to the principal, you know, I ain't your son. I'm making it all the way. You <laughs> yeah. said that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So he tells he tells so the principal tries to give him like a life lesson, right? Hey, you know what? As you get older, it's going to get harder. 
and th- and you're just not going to dominate like you're you're in seventh grade. There's other people who are just as big as you, and and you can't rely on your you know on just on your on your strength and your your athletic ability. You got to be smart. And you got to be disciplined. You got to have a future. And he looks at him. He's like, no, uh-uh, no, I'm making it all the way. Give some example about his son who was an all American, and he didn't make it. His son was an all American. Listen. That's the best you can get in college. You're an All-American. Everybody's telling you you're the best at your position out of all the players in America, and he didn't make it. So you, you should probably be really mindful of this lesson, this very important lesson that I'm teaching you. And as a seventh grader, looks him square in the face and says, eh, well, that ain't me, and I ain't your son. So beat it. That's a great line. Isn't it, though? Oh, the balls awesome. on this guy as a seventh grader yep. to look at his teacher and say, yeah, Principal. I don't, don't really care. Yeah, sorry. It's like, the headmaster, whatever it is that he called him, no, no, no. Why ain't your son? What do you think? What do you think the principal said to that afterwards? Because uh, there's uh, Gordy Gronk probably right next to him. Well, and I'm sure that Gordy was. Does he like, get a pop in the back of the head? Well, that's the thing. It's like, all right, Rob, go to class, and then does Gordy turn around and be like, hey, I don't know, apologize for my kid and all that, or is Gordy like, you know, well, he's right. Yeah, my boy built different. My right. boy's different than, uh, exactly. than your right. son is a girly boy. Right. He ain't tough like my guy. I, co- <laughs> I coached your kid and he sucked. Oh, oh, seventh grade like, Gronk oh, must have been just a real treat. Well, and the. Uh, I don't think seventh grade Gronk is any different than 30 year old Gronk, though, to be honest uh, with you. I would agree, other than the amount of money in his pocket. Yeah. And the fact that he did make it. I mean, he did, he did more than that. He's going to be a pro football Hall of Famer before he's 40 because I don't think he's coming back. Gronk. No, no. So him and Brady. So Brady handed in his retirement papers. Yes. Which doesn't mean he can't come back. He's just said, okay, start the clock. What it means for those who don't really know is that when Tom Brady filed the retirement papers, they also said, nah, within 10 days, you'll have your check for $230,000. Yeah. So it's uh, so you get 10, like 10 grand, grand for, for each year. year. Playing the league. Watch this, which seems like, like it's low. Seems like it's because it was that when I was done. Well, here's what I would should say. Be, it should Hold be on. higher. Hold on, friend. Here's what I would say. Uh, and and not to go full-blown like go NFL ahead. player finances. However, <laughs> this is a league that gives players a pension and a 401k, where the 401k is double the match. Yep. So you put in 15, they give you 30. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's still plenty of NFL players who don't do that, which is amazing. I don't get it. But so okay. if you play 13 years in yeah. the NFL, right? Nice. You've pumped in just in cash equivalent 45000 a year into the 401k. You're going to get a pension that you can start taking at 55 years old. And oh, by the way, when you sign the retirement papers in the event of Christian Fourier, Within 10 days, there was $130,000 in an account. So I would dare say, friend, <laughs> you're beating the odds in the game well, of life. Well, you would when hope you, so. When you, let alone you would hope all so. of the riches that are showered upon you while you were not doing anything in Carolina for the final two years hey, of your I was, career. I showed up every day. No, you know on, what that was? On time. That was your Lifetime Achievement Award. It was. You got two free years. You got two years in the pension. You got two free years of what, league minimum or maybe a little more. League right? minimum million was bucks, fine. Whatever. And you live in North Carolina. Which was uh, great. Super cheap. Yeah. There you go. What was that? I, Who's complaining? You. I, no, I said it seemed a little it low. It feels low. No, no, it doesn't. Well, yeah. my point is, well, what your other I retired. Stuff doesn't I retired help? in twenty in two thousand and seven. It's the same number, and it's twenty twenty three. 
you would think that that number would go up as all. I mean, I'm just saying that if the severance number, these are, these are so big time problems. 11, Nobody cares about these super they problems. Get Eleven thousand a year instead of ten thousand. At least fifteen. 15. Retroactive. Here we go. Retroactive. All retroactive. Right. <laughs> Absolutely retro. <laughs> Unbelievable! I used my severance for college college bound money. All my you shoved all my, it right into the all my Super Bowl money twenty nine went into the five twenty nine accounts. Hold on, my hold on, severance hold on. money went all into the five twenty nine account. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Super Bowl money, yeah, and both both Super Bowls, all the all the cash, every last dime of the two Super Bowls I made back to back. All of it, every last cent went into my kids' college bound fund. Okay, and then the severance went into there also. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. I because I, I mean, I, at the time I had four kids, I was like, "Well, you know, geez, oh. put put as much in there as possible." At the time, I had yeah. four. I remember sitting there looking at the numbers, going, "Oh my god, college is so expensive. How in the hell is this going to work? This is a lot of money to go to college." Right. Meanwhile, two scholarships later. Well, I mean, it's not like they didn't that, put the work in. You're gonna you're gonna pull out that money and be like, "Damn, I could have invested this into something different." No, no, Why I get I? it back. I get it back. No, you, you do, but yeah. I'm saying, but I'm saying, you made nothing while it's well, sitting you made, in that no, account. No, you do make money on it. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Much. Well, yeah, no, not as not much. You're as right. Much as you still, could, if you were invested in something different. Still, still, I, I listen. I felt like that was the one smart thing I did with my money. Well, that is that true. That was one smart thing I did with my money. Well, and, and I noticed that you also said, oh, I had seven then, or I had four, four then. then. And you added, I added one. You get, I you, added one. You worked, Technically. For, you worked for less money yeah. now than you ever did, and you added more. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, hey. went, you went ass backwards on that. In a lot of different ways. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're going to get to the Celtics and the Bruins and, of course, you. And I have this hour for you to mull over. I'm going to present a Money Bags Fourier. Wait, stop it. Five tough decisions oh, okay. that the New England Patriots have to make. No, not which five of your kids get to go to college. Well, they're all going to go. It just matters <laughs> whether I'm paying for it or not. <laughs> Final hour aggression Fourier next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.